Welcome to Keegan and Carlos's Scary Movie Podcast. Each week, we watch and review scary movies from our giant list of films we've curated. Each film more terrible than the last. We watch them so you don't have to. Or so that we can recommend it to you. Or so you can listen if you've seen them before. Or so that, that I don't know, I just want to watch some scary movies. Mm, scary movies are great. You Carlos, guys should listen to them. Carlos, let's watch Again, some scary movies. Let's go watch some scary movies. Let's, let's go. What's going on on another episode of... Keegan and Carlos' a Scary Movie Podcast. <laughs> Man, I'm excited for this that episode. That wasn't copyright. I was just clearing my throat. I completely forgot about this movie until... Uh, today? We were... Yeah, until today. So, Keegan, what did uh, what did we do today? First of all, Carlos, how are you? I can't, can't, I'm, 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 I'm swell. Good. How... how are you? I am amazing. Uh, Good. I know this is airing a little bit later on in the summer, but I just started summer break, and I'm boop, 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 boop. I'm, I'm two weeks. I'm on my second week of summer break, and I'm I'm just I'm living the life. I'm playing video games every day, and I'm walking and working out, and it's it's good. It's good summer that break. That is awesome. And Cooking. I just started a little mini vacation for myself yeah, today. You did. What did we do today on your mini vacation? We went to Six Flags. Six Flags, Six Flags over, over Texas. Texas. Yes, we did. It was great. Yes. It was fun. When it was kind of like you know dipping your feet in the in the water a little bit before you go because we're gonna go again later on in the summer. Yeah, but we it was sad. What was what was closed today? <sighs> the Titan, the best ride, the best ever ride was closed. in the park was closed. I love that. I'm a, we are thrill seekers. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. I actually I used to hate roller coasters. Did we talk about this? I think so. I used to hate roller coasters. Tell the story. I also used to hate uh uh uh, uh haunted houses. Which and then that I, surprises me and because I ran one for seven years okay, and I still run sense. one up at the um, school yeah. uh, that I work at. But uh, when I was a kid, I would like freak out, hyperventilate. I remember there was uh, the last time I didn't want to go to one before I started going to them all the time because I loved them now. Uh, it's like one of my favorite things ever is haunted houses. Um, but the last time I wanted to go to one, or my parents and my brother wanted to go to one, I was just old enough to be left alone at home by myself. Mm. And I was like, I am not going. I'm putting my foot down. This is not happening. I'm not going. And then my parents left me, and I was real sad that I didn't get to Aww. go. And they came back, and my brother talked about it, how much he loved it. And he was like, this is – I forgot. It was like a clown haunted house. They said there were lots of clowns and yeah. stuff. Uh, and then – I remember I also hated scary movies because they were too scary Which for me. It's really weird to and think there's about. there's two instances. Uh, you can look up the year that these movies came out. I think one was 1999, so I would have been 11 years old. Okay. Uh, that's when I first started like really getting into them and enjoying them was the first movie was uh, Sleepy Hollow. And I didn't want to go see yeah. it because my, my uncle, my brother, my dad, and my cousin went to go see that in the movie theater. And they were like, if you want to see this with us, you can. I was like, no, it's too scary. I don't want to go and see a scary movie. So, like, I ended up going seeing something else. I don't even remember what. 
uh, on my own, sitting in the movie theater on my own. And I remember being like, oh, man, I got left out of that. That's real sad. And then oh. later it came out on DVD. And I was like, I can watch this. I want to watch this. And I watched it. And I loved that movie, Sleepy Hollow. I was like, on this isn't scary. DVD. Like, this, yeah, on, on, the D, on the DVDs. The other one was the movie Lake Placid. Do you remember the that movie? Alligator one? The alligator one. Okay, I would say alligator or crocodile, whatever. And it's, uh, Betty White feeding the alligator. I and do Bill remember Pullman, Lake Placid. Brendan Gleeson, Bridget Fonda, who had the hugest crush on Bridget Fonda back in the day. Married to Danny Elfman, who did the music for Sleepy Hollow. Bam, full circle. Full circle. There you go. Uh, but now I love haunted houses and scary movies and, and roller, roller coasters, coasters, which brings us back to this. So Six Flags is where we went, and while we were at Six Flags, Keegan said, there's this movie that I forgot that I really want to watch yeah. called uh, The Amusement Park. Yeah. Um, which is, I love George Romero. I know. Oh, oh, oh here gosh. we go. Oh, dogs. Drax, it's a motorcycle. Come down. Um, yeah, this, <laughs> sorry. Great, you know, I'm going to edit it. I'll slash it. I'll slash, slash it. 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 Um, this movie out. is really interesting. Just we'll talk more about it, but it, it didn't really get a release. It no. kind of was a, a movie that was made in the seventies, and then it was found. Yeah, and then so, re redid it a lot, or not re, but digitalized by the George A. Romero yeah. of um, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all of those great <laughs> movies, Land of the Dead, which I actually like, um, all of those great movies, and. Um, yeah, he kind of he filmed this movie and it got lost and it finally got found in 2019. Yeah, and here we are. We're going to watch it now. So with the amusement park, yes. because I'm um, getting over, or I'm over now, but I was uh, sick like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. So I have that like week or so, there's like a week or two when you have like a, cold, a chest cold or something yeah, where you yeah. have like that leftover cough where you're getting the crud out. So I'm still dealing with that. So I'm like any excuse I can have a liquid to drink. So I'm just like. <laughs> I'm done talking. I need to get if some Carlos liquid. If Carlos coughs through this podcast, I will not slash it. I will not slash your coughing. That was a fake one. The audience um, is just going to have to put up with it. I would love to slash my esophagus out of my throat. God. It's a horror film. It's fine. Um, so our cocktail for today is called... Oh, it smells real good. Um, the Roller Coaster Cocktail. Oh, yeah. We also said that... Uh, there are so many times just going back and like listening and editing and stuff where I'm like, oh yeah, that's a pool drink. That's a pool. Like literally every single episode so of, of the first like five or six episodes that we recorded, I was like, oh yeah, this is a great pool drink. I think you need to come up with a list of drinks and then we need to have some pool drinks this summer. So uh, if you're following us on Instagram, we did add some uh, highlight reels for all ways that you can like follow and subscribe mm-hmm. as far as like uh, Apple uh, Podcast, Podbean, yep. Spotify, Stitcher. Amazon Music, uh, I think that's all the ones. I don't know if I missed one. You got them all. Bonus points, but maybe we'll add a um, a cocktail one Ooh. where we put the <gasps> the pool cocktails, or really the ones we like. Maybe the ones we actually like the most, because there were some where like that's never yeah, happened. Or um, if they want to try the bad ones, the Exorcist one. Oh, it was God. basically like bad a, movie, a margarita drink. with tequila or something. That was, <laughs> oh, wait, that is a margarita. It, it tasted like straight up indigestion. It was is terrible. What I said on that episode. Um, but maybe we'll do that. A picture That'd of the cool, drink, yeah. and then put the recipes with it. That way, people can actually uh, make them. And I think on Podbean, I can use it as like a web hosting site and add like a page on there, and I can just yeah. put all of our recipes on there. Or all so our I don't know. Let us know if you want that or not. We yep. do that for you guys. But all right, um, the roller coaster cocktail is uh, two things. That's it. Okay, amaretto and grapefruit juice. That sounds pretty good. 
It does. I'm very so, curious for the two. So we're gonna clink, clink it. it with our wait. Hold on. Clink it with our our new uh, Casey glasses. Scary uh, signature cocktail. If you did not see those, um, those are on our our Instagram. There's a reel for it. So check them out. Check them out. Check them out. But Absolutely. we're gonna clink it, and we're gonna sink it. I like it. I like it. Anything with amaretto. It's not too sweet. It's not because the, I was curious it's, how it was going to mm. taste because grapefruit juice has such a, a tartness to it. Yeah, I was going to say it's got the, a little bit of that tart, a little bitter, you know, where it hits the back of your tongue. But, but amaretto is already flavorful. It's, the amaretto helps cut the grapefruit mm. tartness and bitterness um, I'm digging it. really well. I like it a lot. So um, here's a quick synopsis, okay. and then we're going to go watch this movie. Wait, before you do that. Before I do I, that. I don't know when to work this in, so I'm going to do it now. Uh, I have a little surprise next to you. So if you look over there, do you notice a stack of cards? Oh, I do. All right. I, I do. Since uh, The I was cards 11... are also right by a candle. I'm reaching over the candle, <laughs> and it's sorry. burning my arm. Should I stop? <laughs> yes, you don't. Okay, because it hurts. Just go ahead and pick up like the top half, because you're, you're going to need to shuffle them, because I think I, remember, I saw the top. Card. Shuffle on down to so Buffalo. So I bought a scary movie trivia, uh, a bunch of cards. There's like 500 cards in there. I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, so I thought it would be fun since since I was 11 years old, I've become a scary movie aficionado. Let's see if I know the answer to these questions. Okay. And so I'll have you uh, ask me some questions every episode. I don't know when we should do it. If this is a good time to do it, maybe we'll figure out it. Oh, I can see the answer on the back. If you hold oh, it up like that, I can't I see it. I thought the answer was on the front. <laughs> I can't see it. Just kidding. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here we go. <coughs> slash that. All right. Uh, it, we're just going to do a random question, and then we'll All get right. to the synopsis, because we're right. going to force this in. Um, Keegan. Yeah. yeah here, we, here we go. Here we go. Can I phone a friend? Li- um, I'd love to do that. That's not the lifeline that you get. You get a okay. different lifeline, though. Okay. Okay. Um, what horror television series was created by Ryan Murphy, who also created the TV series Glee. American Horror Story. Well, that was too easy. I know, that was really um, easy. Okay. Wh- oh, is there a second one? There is, but we just is talked. Is it like a follow-up? No, there's a separate question. Okay, okay, okay. But we just talked about it. All right. This is dumb. <laughs> what animal was Betty White's character feeding? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. In the movie Lake Placid. Because it could be one of two answers. Because they could have been like, oh, no, it was an alligator, but actually it's a crocodile. I'm going to say alligator. I'm just going to go for alligator. It's an alligator. Yes. Okay. I'm going to – I want to – we're going to move <laughs> that along. That is hilarious. I want to do – and I, I shuffled them. them. And then you grabbed a card. I saw the back and you were like – but I didn't actually see the answer or anything. And then you put it down and grabbed the next one and it had freaking Lake Placid on it. What are the odds? Heart of the cards. Heart of the cards. Huh? Heart of the cards. Heart of the cards. Heart of the cards. Um, we're going to do one more just right, for fun because I actually go. like these. And then I All promise right. we're going to get back to the okay. movie. What brand of doll did Charles Lee Ray possess in the Child's Play movies? Oh, it's like, oh, it's not a my buddy. It's, uh, uh, oh, man, it's Buddy something. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Oh, what is it? It's Buddy. It's a my buddy doll. Buddy do- diapers? Is it a my buddy doll? His it's not a my buddy his doll. It's Buddy. Um, it's a good guy dolls. Good, good guys. guys. No, my buddy was good the guys. actual one. Good guys. And the second question oh, on here, these man. are unrelated. In the Japanese thriller audition, <laughs> what did the main character use to lure her victims? I was like a uh, uh, like a sex website, right? 
I'll give it to you. A dating service is what it okay. said. So okay. I'll give it to you. Nice. Uh, I've never actually seen that movie, but I know a lot about it, and that should be on our list. But it's pretty messed up, and I don't it's know if we're gonna Stephanie's watch it. Japanese horror—they all are pretty. I mean, it's bad. It's we'll, real, we'll see. real awful. So maybe we'll do we'll do a little random trivia at the front before we start yeah, into yeah. the movie. I think that's a good place. Anyway, so synopsis, synopsis of the actual movie that we're here to watch. Um, I will say. Um, I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers. Uh, his name is Ace, and I know he's listening to the Ace? podcast now. Ace, like Ace of Spades. Ace, hey, Ace, um, how's it going? His real name is Adam. He's one of my best uh, friends at work. Um, Adam, love Ace him, of Spades. Love him dearly. He's, he's my, my friend. Um, but he just started watching it, and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, wait till you get to some of the later ones. It's really funny listening to how unorganized we were. We didn't have a title. We didn't have the theme song. We didn't have we didn't our have structure. Good mics. We didn't. Our I audio, apologize. For yeah, that, those by first the way. episodes, we, our our audio was pretty shitty. I'm so Which sorry. Is funny, it's like there's good episodes intertwined in there when we finally figured out because we like we inject like, them yeah, every like now X and then and some of that stuff. It's and, and it sounds real good. Like this episode sounds really really good. Yeah, but then the Exorcist three episode, the Killer Clowns episode. What was the latest one that aired? Uh, the, near dark. Near or, dark. Yeah. Oh God, the mics. On near dark just sounded yeah it doesn't have to do with the mics it has to do with my mixing skills which i did a good job later on it's fun yeah but it's been fun <laughs> listening through like as us the people doing the podcast mm-hmm. and saying wow these are terrible and then we clearly have like our structure now yeah, yeah. um as I'm, I'm holding my phone i kind of have like a structure guideline that keeps us keeps yes. us a little on top yes. here so here's the synopsis, and then we're going to go watch this. So synopsis of The Amusement Park, in case we forgot what we were watching, because I sure did. An elderly gentleman goes for what he assumes will be an ordinary day at the amusement park, only to find himself in the middle of a hellish nightmare. Do-do-do-do, let's go watch it. Young lovers, you want your fortune told. We want to see what our life is going to be like. What part of life? When we get old. Are you sure? Yeah. You must see it all to the end. Sir, there's nothing outside. I'm going outside anyway. There's nothing outside. Nothing. One of these times, the door will open in your life. And you will step into the amusement park. Oh no, it's fun. You'll like it. You'll really like it. Full of hope, anticipation for the future, and curiosity for what you will find there. The man in the amusement park is a mirror image of yourself. Separated only by the passage of time. Why are you punishing me like this? Hello? There's nothing, nothing out, out there. I'll see for myself. Bye. I'll see you in the park someday. Well, well I'm depressed. That was uh, a... <laughs> not anything. How do you... That I was expecting it to be. How do we review this, Carlos? I we can't say. I feel bad if we say anything bad. I know because it's not bad. The movie's not bad. So this movie, 
was on Shudder. Shudder is a horror streaming service. And it was directed by? A well-known horror person. So we're assuming it's a horror movie. It's advertised as a... I mean, the description that you read. Yeah, well, like, let me read the synopsis again, because I was thinking about that. An elderly gentleman goes for what he assumes will be an ordinary day at an amusement park, only to find himself in the middle of a hellish nightmare. We're assuming that's a horror film. The the horror is... I mean, is, it kind of is. It's, it's not horror the way that you and I and the world is expecting to be horror. It's horror... Twilight the, Zone horror. The reality of the horror, it's his horror. So kind of how like Twilight Zone, all of those are kind of like a commentary or a metaphor for something that's happening in society. That's what this was. So this movie, it's, it is a big commentary on elder abuse. I mean, they talk about that from the very, very beginning when he comes out and starts talking. I love that part when he came out. And just started talking to the uh, camera at the very beginning yeah, of the, the film. The movie starts like, with oh, him man. breaking the fourth wall, just talking yeah. straight to the camera. Of- he's a narrator. And he even says his name, like the actor says what his name is. Not he's, He is the actor talking he's, to the yeah, camera. Yeah, he is himself talking to the audience, saying the movie is about how elders are treated, their mm-hmm. abuse. One day you'll be old, too, and hopefully this will speak to you. Yeah. Everyone that is in this movie is a volunteer this is some of the most fun they probably had because mm-hmm. they were able to get out. Um, and then at the end, they kind of overarch, comes back, yeah. breaks the fourth wall again, and he's like, if this inspired you, like, here's, there's, here's you resources. To, yeah. yeah. So it, it was really a big commentary. And they, it was known up front. I think for me, I was waiting for horror, a horror thing to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it, it's very experimental film, very student film produced. I it's mean, indie. it's indie, very, yeah, very indie. for me too. It kind of reminded me, uh, there's a movie that I really didn't like, uh, at all because the metaphor was just so freaking heavy handed. The commentary was so heavy handed. It was, uh, the movie Mother. I don't know if you ever saw it or not with Jennifer, um, Lawrence. Lawrence. I didn't actually see it, but I remember that. But one. it's the whole thing. Like, you're watching, like, okay, this is an analogy for. The Bible. And then you start watching, you're like, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. And they keep going. They keep going. And it's more of just about like creating super shocking scenes and then be like, oh, yeah, it's the Bible. (laughs) Uh, Whereas this was more like you have scenes of elder abuse happening within a theme park, but it's like real life elder abuse. So one of the things was the bumper cars. Yeah. So they're like going around at the bumper cars, having fun, as having you do fun, bumper yeah. cars. And the old old people bump into one of the younger guys, and the younger guy pulls over and he's like, "Oh, you hit my car. This is your fault." And so then it goes into like a real life scenario where the cops show up. It's like, no, no, you signaled cars. with your the left yeah. hand signal, but you turned right. And we saw the guy like he it was. Yeah, it was it was bumper cars. It was nobody's fault. It was you know. Yeah. But then that turns into that real life scenario, and then uh, the main character shows up, and he's like, "Hey, I saw what happened." And then the cops like, "Oh, you're supposed to be driving with glasses." And then the one guy says, "Oh, so a blind man saw what happened." And and it goes into like they don't have any money, and they're like, "Our insurance rates are going to go up." It's and so it's it's real life, de- really depressing. It's yeah, really depressing. The best way to describe it, and I think I said this in the movie, is. Basically, it's like Chicago, 
where the, the musical, courtroom, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, the musical, the, the courtroom is is a circus. Is, yeah. that's how it's portrayed in the satire of it. Um, that's how this is portrayed: is that the the elder, like the world, is the amusement park, and everything inside of it. Mm-hmm. You see, it's it's tapped into the reality of the real world. So, like the bumper cars is like real real life driving. How they tie that to a real scenario, and an actual cop shows up. Even yeah. them, like just trying to get tickets into the park, they're like. Here, like trying to like sell them their things, like no, it's only worth this much. This is all I'm going to give you. It's like no, no, it's worth more than that. And like arguing with them to try to get like money. My favorite thing about our trip to Six Flags today was that whenever we went on to the Pirates of the Spelunka ride, it didn't turn out to be an old folks home that we had to go into. Because that's what happened to them. They were like, oh, here. Here's the one ride we have here at the that was a, place. And they were being, like, shoved in I think there. it was it called, like, Boot Hill or something yeah, like Boot that. Hill. Like, all the young people were lined up. It's like, oh, no, you guys are going to love this ride. And, like, shoveling the elderly people yeah. in. And I think we both were like, is this going to be an elderly home? Yeah. And then you get inside. It's a nursing home yeah. with all and the elderly like really people. It's depressing. It's not, like, a nice one at all. No, it's like everyone just looks depressed and, and stuff. And the, the main guy, like, breaks out, and they're yeah. like, no, no, get back in, get back in. What I liked is as he broke out, all the people that were putting him in there now were wearing, like, lab coats. And they were the doctors and the orderlies, and they were wearing scrubs and stuff yeah. as he was leaving. So, like, the attention to detail in this movie is really – I really liked it. Uh, it was nice. I think one of the, the sadder parts was they had a freak show. Oh, yeah. Where you could – you know, one of those, like – like a, like an old like town fair or something like that where it's like come see the freak show yeah and everyone paid money and this like sexy woman walks up in her like <laughs> bikini like reveals the curtains and it's like old people and yeah. everyone goes like oh ooh look at them mm-hmm. it was sad and then well, like the- he was like he wanted to leave and as he was leaving they're like get him yeah well the sad part for me was like the the war vet comes out in his yeah. wheelchair like fully decorated and everyone's like pointing and laughing cuz he's oh, he's an old God. person so he's a freak and it was a this movie was depressing it was a really depressing commentary Ugh. on elder abuse but it makes you elder- think like it did it, honestly, it was thought provoking the next thing something like the next time something like this were to to happen to me in my life it's something that I'm going to think about. Like next year. I mean, you're old. Oh, God. You're so... No, but my mom is. She's ancient. She's basically dead. Oh, my God. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. I She's part of that horror movie. Um, so the... But yeah, man. So this movie is it's interesting in, in itself because, A, it was shot in 1973. Yeah, so we do, like, I think when we're talking about it, we have to take it for the time it was created. And yeah. the, the budget that it had, what it was trying to accomplish, and I think it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish. And what was nice is, quick, 50, <coughs> it's a quick fifty-minute film you can watch on sh- watch on Shutter. Would you say it's a tight fifty? It's a tight fifty. Shout out to Aaron. It's a tight fifty. So it's a, it's a loose forty. Loose forty-five. Yeah, loose for, loose like 40, super loose forty. Yeah, super loose forty. Yeah, tight fifty. It's a tight fifty. Um, no, so yeah, I keep having to remind myself this movie was made in the seventies, mm-hmm. so. It accomplished what it was. It did what it did. The editing is what it was. Like everything at that time, I think was the impact it should have been. One thing that really got me that was like, it was almost too much to handle. I was like, oh my God, like this is a lot of noise. The whole entire time you're watching it. Oh, like the background? Yeah, of like the, the background. The fair it almost got, the, for me, like it was like sensory overload. Yeah. So like, which is really strange for like a movie from the 70s like that. But like. 
just like the screaming of the kids and the roller coasters and everything. It was just nonstop. Well, I mean, they're, until... fil- they're shooting it on 16 millimeter film. It's not like they have like heavy duty sound equipment following yeah, and doing yeah, all yeah. that stuff too. But I think it was on purpose though, where it was like, it was supposed to be overwhelming. We were supposed to feel, at least I, that the, the what I no, got from I, it was I like, think on purpose. it was uh, overwhelming on purpose. So you feel the same way that our main character felt. Everything was intentful to put you in the shoes of yeah. the main character. Oh, the side, no, the saddest part, um, not the freak show, was him reading the storybook to the little girl. Oh, so, God. Through the movie, like, Jeez, he's, he's got beat up by some bikers. Like Colonel he, Sanders was... Gotten, <laughs> my, running, my running joke after he put the glasses on is like, oh, Colonel Sanders. Well, but now I feel and, bad for... I can't make fun of this guy. I mean, I'll still make the joke because that <laughs> joke was... It was damn funny. I'm proud of that joke. Um, but he finally finds this little girl and, like, he's bleeding. He's like depressed mm-hmm. and she's sitting there with a book on her lap and he's like can i read you the book please like can i, can I please just read you the book he just wants finally companionship something and this little girl's like yeah will you please read the book to me somebody finally gave him a chance somebody's yep. finally gonna spend some to time with him just enjoy his life there and he's there. reading the three little pigs and while she, he starts reading she asks him do you want some chicken and he's like oh yes i would love some and then he like he grabs it. He's like, "Do you need some chicken?" She's like, "No, I've had some. I'm good. Thank you." He reads the story, and as he starts reading, you can see the mom kind of in the background, or you getting assume is the mom like, getting okay, annoyed get and like here. frantically packing everything up and trying to like brush her Loudly aside. Pack, yeah. And like rips the book out of his hand, and they walk away while he's in the middle of telling the story, and then he just loses it, like just starts yep. crying, and it. That's what I think. That was what triggered like. <laughs> him leaving finally so the the uh the movie has a really good bookend because it it starts in a white room that's the end of his life so very interesting start it's the end of his life after the fourth wall break and yeah it's the end of his life and then another version of him a younger version of him comes in and he's still optimistic but yeah very optimistic like hey how's it going but he's old uh still he's just a little younger and he's like, no, don't go out there, don't go out there. He's like, I'm going to go out to the theme park. And he goes out to the theme park, and then we discover he goes through all that stuff. And then he's just beat up, bloody, at the end of it, goes back into that white room. And then the, the younger version comes in. This, yeah, it's a cycle that just keeps repeating. For me, what was also really depressing. <laughs> great, we're going to depress everybody on today's podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is great. <laughs> Keegan and Carlos' is depressing movie, movie depressing podcast. podcast. Um, the opening whenever not the opening open but like the after the white room he gets out and what's the first thing that he has to go and do get tickets he's got to go and get tickets everybody is selling their last possessions yep. so that they can get tickets to the theme park so that they can go and basically live so like the and theme they're getting park, ripped off too they're like nope that's yeah. a, i'm only giving you five dollars for this he's like no it's more valuable than that though yeah five dollars he knows they'll pay it because they have to pay they have to have money <laughs> And that's it was really a really sad but accurate uh, parallel to the real world. Yeah. What again? What, everything. If it's, you the the amusement park is the real world, but that's how they're choosing to portray it. It's if just, you it's look, carnival. look at wealth disparities in like in the world, you would see that like older people, especially like older Americans, uh, there's a huge wealth gap. They're living uh, off of uh, like. With like subsidies and and yep. that you know they have a fixed income 
yep. that they have to live off of. And if you don't, you can't live off of that, then you literally can't live. Mm-hmm. And it's depressing. There's one point where um, he's like, well, he needed a cane. He needed to go and get a cane and get like a Band-Aid and stuff. And he was like, hey, uh, just go through my insurance. And the guy's like, no, no insurance here. Give us your tickets because that's uh, it's easier that way. We don't want to do all the paperwork. It takes too much time. Because that's, I mean, that's how it is in real life. I mean, I've uh, I've had personal things happen in my life. Yeah. And I've had family members where I've had to help them uh, go through stuff like that. And it's a lot easier if you do a GoFundMe and just have people help you pay for things because yeah. the insurance companies, their number one thing in the world is they don't want to pay for this. They're they're like their thing is let's make as much money as possible by the least expensive thing possible if we have to buy it at all if it's co- like if it's they will find everything in their fine print not to cover it mm-hmm. and so it's just easier to like just be give the poor, cash yeah just be poor and get what you need yeah uh, which is really depressing this whole movie was <laughs> really, really depressing. depressing this whole movie was really depressing but I, I like the conversations we're having about it I right do now. too like, nice. this is not the normal episode and I hope you guys are like finding it at least thought provoking <laughs> but it's god oh we completely missed a really important thing too yeah through the entire movie we see death yeah the grim reaper is there's there. a guy and like it, a rubber in a, grim reaper in a mask. really yeah, yeah really terrible like mask it, take but it but it's an amusement park. It's a guy running around in a rubber it's a mask. It's a character guy, yeah. but it's it, it's meant to portray actual death. Because you see him at heightened moments where mm-hmm. they ride like a train, and you see him in the back of the train. And then afterwards, they're, all of a sudden, they're carrying like this coffin out. Like, yeah. Then when That's he where get, it really set in for me. They're like, okay, this is a metaphor. Yeah. This is all symbolism. <laughs> Everything this means something. This is a commentary on, on life right here. And then when um, the, the guy magically just turned into a coffin. When the um, the bikers come up, yeah, death is there. Death is there. Um, there's a couple background scenes where you just see death do a cross. So it's mm-hmm. he's kind of just always lurking. Yeah, it's, it's it was a this was a really weird, intense. The rea- uh, the 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 horror aspect was the reality of that horror, not horror the way we expected. When people were going to get their tickets to trade in their belongings to get tickets for the amusement park, what was it that they were trading in? Actual possessions? Yeah, but what was it specifically the the things they were trading in? Did you notice? They were all the clocks. clocks. Oh, yeah. They were all clocks and watches. Yeah, clocks played a, 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 a important Cause part because your, your time is ticking. Time. time is ticking, yeah. Your, your, your time is short. Yeah, very... A lot of just... A little on the nose, but when you Impactful, do a lot though. of things that are on the nose like that, and you do them, it was purposeful well and do it purposeful, yeah, with lots and lots of intent behind it. I mean, I think it was done. It really was well. done well. Yeah. Everything, everything. Like honestly, this is. I don't know that I would ever go back and watch this one again. It's no, kind of like 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 a Schindler's List, where beautiful film, very emotional. Watched it once. I'm good. I, I don't know that I ever need to see Schindler's List again. I don't know that I ever need to see this one again. Yeah. But I feel like if I did watch it with like another group of people, I would catch uh, more because the the yeah. the all the metaphors are all there. Like you said, some of them are just nail on the head, but they're all purposeful and intentful. Mm-hmm. That I think there's more to this movie that we probably didn't see. Cause, well, we also went into it, I think, with one mindset, and then that mindset yeah. shifted. And then it turned into a Colonel Sanders story. Yeah. And then, so, a little, <laughs> but it, if you, this is a depressing movie. But my Colonel Sanders joke, which I'm still proud of, and I think it's funny, but it's not, was when the little girl gave him the chicken. I was like, oh, so this is how it was founded. And then they, he's like crying 
because they they ripped the book away, but he still has the chicken in his hand. Yeah. And he like gets up and composes himself. And I was like, and at that moment, Colonel Sanders divided, <laughs> decided he was going to devote his life to making the world's greatest chicken brand, uh, chicken <laughs> manufacturer in honor of that little girl who gave him his time. Because oh, he looked like he was wearing a white suit, yeah, had oh, the yeah. colonel hair, and the minute he put those glasses on, he was Colonel Sanders. He was Colonel, Sanders. and his glasses got stepped on. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So I don't really have fun facts because this wasn't <laughs> a fun movie. <clears throat> but so, like we said, this movie was sh- uh, shot in the seventies. Um, Donna um, watched it with us, yeah, and she pointed something out that is kind of one of my fun facts. Okay, I'm going to use "fun" with air quotes. Um, she pointed out the Lutheran Society. Yeah, so they hired George A. Romero to direct this. Okay, they wanted him to create a movie about elder abuse. And the importance of showing respect to your elders. Interesting. When he presented them, his, his like surreal, frightening take on it, they were shocked and horrified, and they hid the film and never showed it to anybody. Ooh, so this is like a secret film that we so, have to watch. Yeah, Interesting. Th- it was filmed in the seventies. They tried. It, it got shown at some festivals, at, okay. like through those years, but the Lutheran Society flat out just hid it and said no. It was too shocking, too horrifying. That's the point. Again, at that time, <laughs> this was probably like we're, we're a little desensitized in yeah, 2022. Yeah. But at that time, that was probably like whoa. Um, it wasn't until uh, I think 2019 mm-hmm. when it was rediscovered, the 16 millimeter millimeter film, and they digitally restored it into 4K, and it had um, releases, but it officially shutter. But got the rights for it and officially released it June eighth, twenty twenty one on Shutter, <clears throat> which if anyone does want to watch it, oh, it's it, on is on, yeah. it is on Shutter. I would say watch it. Uh, I mean, we've kind of gone over all the commentary, but it's it's more impactful if you see it. And it's a short, you know, like we said, it's a tight fifty. Uh, really, it's less than Loose fifty 40. minutes long, from start to end. It's. 50, I think 54 is, if you but, open it up, it says 54, but that's yeah, with credits. With and, credits, with opening credits and stuff. <clears throat> if you just watch, you know, just the film part of it, it's probably like 45 minutes, 48 minutes. It's short. Um, one it's thing, a, yeah. like, George Romero is known for his commentaries on things, too. Uh, like, Dawn of the Dead is known as a commentary on commercialism and society basically becoming zombies because we are addicted to um, like retail stores and buying things and like having the latest fashion, latest things that even if we were to turn into zombies, we still want those things. Day of the dead is about like the militarization of society, uh, uh, ignoring science and um, just listening to like the military side of things. Um, so he he does a lot of like really good, really nice commentaries, and I think this is a nice this is one of those to well. his library. It is a movie that I would say it's worth watching just for the commentary and to support indie films. Um, you know they went oh, through yeah. the, the the efforts of restoring it mm-hmm. um, because it's so obscure. It never really had releases. It didn't do anything really. I mean, it was just found yeah, yeah. and it came back out. It wasn't meant. I, and now knowing we, that, that we, we, we don't for. have, you know, like budget info and obviously no box office info because it wasn't a release. Yeah. Um, but we do have some Rotten Tomato scores. Ooh, okay. So what do you think the uh, tomato meter, this is the critics, rated it? 93%. Higher. Dang it. I thought, 
I saw it earlier and I thought it was 93%. 96%? It's 90 and that doesn't surprise me. This is a movie I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to get it." And Carlos is going to be like, "Oh man, you got the exact number. That's crazy." Wow. when I was looking it up, I had to it was like the first thing that popped up. My how the turntables. My how the turns have tabled. No, it's how the turntables. How the tables have no. Tabled. It's a joke from the office. My how the oh, lives have turned. Uh, what do you think tabled. the audience score was, though? Six percent. Okay, higher than that. <laughs> uh, I'll say fifty percent. Close, forty-four. Okay, which for an indie film that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the critics are gonna love it more <laughs> because you will probably have a lot of people that kind of like how we were going into it expected a horror, uh, film, actual horror, and then got that and they're like, ah, oh, this is crap. I hate this. This is but stupid. It's, it's not crap though. No, it's, it is horror. It's it's reality. It's sad. Like I said, it's like Twilight Zone. Yeah. Twilight Zone is horror. This is this could very much easily be remade into a really good episode of the Twilight Zone. All right, what do you think the kill count was in this movie? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to say since the amusement park <laughs> represented life, I will say the kill count will be everybody who's ever died ever up until wow. 1973. So I'm going to say, what, five trillion people? So close. What is it? Zero. There is none. There's, There's zero. Not. No one actually died. But or at no, least... there's the one guy who dies. Is it implied death? I guess. Yeah, with with like surrealist type stuff, it's it's hard to to really know. I, don't know. I do have one, I guess, fun fact that's actually kind of fun. Fun fact, yes. Um, the director actually was in the movie for about fifteen minutes. Um, he, for how long? Like fifteen, so like maybe half of it. <laughs> I didn't rec. I know what George Romero looks like. Um, I did not. He was one him. of the the car operators or something. Um, I don't know if that meant like on the train or oh, okay. um, he was a car truck person is gotcha. what it said. I have to go back and look. So that's the only really nothing else was fun. It was all just kind of. The, oh, man. All the facts about this movie are really the, the, the story and it's not even lore, but the story yeah. of like it's being shot, being hidden and then being refound in the 2000s. Um, so 40, 40, whatever, 45. The really later. depressing part was the um, couple that went to the uh, fortune teller. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, this young couple goes to this <laughs> fortune so teller. Sad. And she's like, oh, I'll show you your future. One rule, you have to watch everything. You have to watch the whole future. And basically shows them when they're old and, and senile. Like yeah. the, the man goes senile. The wife They're is living in a dilapidated house that, that he won't can't pay get for fixed. repairs. The yeah, wife the is trying to like contact and get help. Just wants like a dime for the phone. Like stops people is begging. Nobody will help her. The marching band like gets yeah. <coughs> oh, and by the end of it, the, they come back too, and they go outside. They like, they don't want to hold hands anymore. And the 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 younger gentleman who was in the fortune teller sees our our main character and just tackles him. Yeah, because he's pissed he, off. He about hates old people not now. wanting to be old. It's. It's bizarre. I mean, this movie, it's a great commentary. I would recommend watching it. Yeah. If you're wanting to have a thought-provoking night. Yeah. It's a short watch. Talk about it after. Talk about it after. But it's, yeah. Just don't expect an illegit, like, horror film that you would expect from this podcast. This is definitely a very different one. Um, Do do we have a funny rating? I don't know if, if... Oh, man. On a scale of... I know. I like to, I feel... on a scale of canes to catheters. <laughs> I give it um, 
five coffins. God. <laughs> On a scale of um, bandages to <laughs> ca- uh, neck braces, I'm yeah, give yeah. it. Um, I'm going to give it high marks. Ten KFCs. 10 KFCs. Because this nice. was really a Colonel Sanders origin story movie, whether you uh. believe it or not. <laughs> I, I got some new figures. What do you have? Let's see. I got the Mandalorian Ahsoka. I feel like I've here? seen that one. I haven't taken her out of the box yet. Oh, that, I, I think yeah, that's what it was. You, uh, you showed me when you had her in the box, so you took her out. What else do I got? I got, I got these guys over here. I got Paz Vizsla. I like that Darth Maul that I got over there. Dude. We're not going to talk about it on the air, but Obi-Wan. Y'all, Obi-Wan! Anyone know, that's it's watching, already over by now, by the time this episode I mean, airs. yeah, but, it's, well, but still. it's the, the ep- By this point that we're recording this episode, well, if we've had three episodes now. And all three have been great for me so far. Um, is it Darth Maul? Yeah. Nice. This is the Sith Apprentice Darth Maul. Welcome to another episode of our Action Figures and Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Where we try to lighten up the mood from after talking about a really depressing movie that was still good. Good. It was good. It was good. I was going to say great and good, but then I said good. One of my favorite Star Wars characters. I can't tell who that is. There's like light shining. It's Agent May from... (laughs) (coughs) It's Ming-Na. I mean, I... There's literally light... It's Mulan. She saved China. Now all of China knows. Oy vey. All right, let's wrap this mother up. This has been a weird episode, but nonetheless, oh, another episode of The Keegan, Keegan and, and Carlos is really depressing, really depressing movie, podcast. movie podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to us, everybody. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening to us on. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so you can make sure you keep up with all of our fun shenanigans. And if you have any suggestions for scary movies, let us know. Thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to Keegan, Keegan and Carlos's Scary Movie Podcast. Podcast.